Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Blackboard and Kinky. My name is Sebastian and I am Blackboard and Kinky. So the reason why you're getting an episode today is because I've been off ill again. So I think since I started back on this podcast and I changed the name, it's like it's been cursed. But I don't really care. I'm going to continue and try to continue on a regular basis because I can see my numbers going up. I can see you interacting with the podcast after a minute. Even on weeks where I haven't put out something, I see people finding a podcast. So, what I really need you to do, before we go any further into the podcast, I really need everybody that listens to the podcast to rate and review on Apple or Google or Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast, and give me as many stars as you can so it can be found by other people. I know some of you listen to me on La Brown Gays because you come up to me and I know some of you really like the podcast. And it's really nice that you tell me, but you need to be telling the world because it's the only way I'm going to get monetized. It's the only way I'm going to get more people listening. It's the only way I can make this work on a regular basis. That's what it is. That's the way it is for everybody else that does a podcast. Like, what's it for me? So now we've got that over and done with. Hi, everybody. Um, let's start off with This Is Why I'm Single. <laughs> Baby, you can hold on me Anytime that you feel the need And I'll be there in a hurry Giving you the Best of me, baby. You know, I keep it nice and warm and satisfied. Baby, you know that I am always hot for you. And if there's any kind of love, I will exemplify. My sweetie, I have got that kind of love time too. Boy, I'll do you all night long. Hey! SWV. Great tickets on soundtrack. I don't know how that's going to sound. It's probably going to sound really bad because I haven't warmed up. But hey, I'm on antibiotics. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Welcome to the show. So this is why I'm single this week. So last week was Fetish Week in London. Um... I went to a couple of events. I went to Full Fetish and I went to the sportswear night. I was meant to go to the rubber night because that is actually my thing. But I was so tired that I didn't actually make it. So maybe this is coming from a place where I haven't been to enough events to really see what's going on. But my overall feeling is slightly disappointed. For those of you that don't know, that I featured in a campaign for Fetish Week a couple of years ago, just before the pandemic, I we did a photo shoot for it and it came out afterwards. And Recon and Fetish Week particularly has always been one of my happy places. 
But I've noticed since the pandemic, and it's not just me that said this, I've had other black guys that are into kink say it to me as well, that the kink space in the UK, the kink space in London, has become a predominantly white space since the pandemic. A lot of guys that were out on the scene are not very visible anymore. I came to kind of run into the same five faces, including me in kink spaces now and it's really weird because I meet these people that used to be in the London scene when I'm in Berlin Uh, they tell me how they go to Paris they tell me how they go to Madrid they tell me how they go to other places but they're not going out in London so what is it particularly about England and English um, fetish scene that means that we are not welcome in spaces could it be the advertising of the fetish weeks? Because, let's be honest, fetish advertising across the board since the pandemic has greatly reduced the level of diversity that's been advertised or the models that are being used for advertising in every single spectrum, whether that be Recon itself, whether that be Fetish Week, whether that be the rubber companies or the fetish companies of clothing and the models that they choose to use. You know, give Nasty Pig its due. It's continuously used black models and it's tried to use models that are out of size. But there are brands that, like, shall I name and shame? Well, Linodex, um... Regulation. Who's the other one that keeps on coming on my timeline? I like him. This is the thing. I know the models and I really like the models that they use. And I know why they use the models continuously. But it would be nice if that you actually used a black model or you used a mixed race model that wasn't so light that you could pass for white. It's not enough just to have the boxes ticked by having someone that is high yellow mixed race, you actually need to have someone Chinese, Japanese, Asian, like East Asian. Where is the diversity? And diversity doesn't just mean a black person. It means, it really doesn't just mean a black person. It means having someone of all hues, of all colours, of all walks of life. But, you know... That's not happening over here in England. And when I was in Germany, as much as it was annoying sometimes, the attitude of the people that were putting on the events, and especially the people that worked in the events, which I will probably talk about on a later date, the actual advertising, the promotion of everything was very much more inclusive and it was very much more open. The other thing I've noticed as well and this is why I'm single on fetish week is because it's really really hard in the British fetish scene to go out and be sober so let's break the story down from the beginning for those of you that don't know I think I've talked about it on the podcast before I have this weird um What's it, spider sense or enhanced sense when it comes to smell? Especially when it comes to drugs. Especially when it comes to, 
Like, smile is a big thing for me. It's one of my turn on or turn off how somebody smiles. So, but what people don't seem to realise is that your smell is deeply affected by the things that you ingest and take. So when someone's been on drugs, I can smell it. When someone's got... Has taken prep. I can smell it when someone is on HIV medication, as in they you you equals you, and they're on medication for it. I can smell it when someone's on steroids. I can smell it. Like, and this is not conjecture. This is things that actually happen, and it's been proven over and over again. Because a lot of the times when you ask guys if they're taking anything, if they're on anything, they'll tell you no. But I, my smell or my sense of smell when it comes to the body tells me different. So, one of the drugs that I can smell and identify very, very quickly is tinga. And for a while, I haven't really encountered it. So... I was out at a black event on Saturday after going to a fetish week. And I bumped into this guy that I haven't seen in ages. He is one of the most beautiful black men I've ever seen. Muscular, toned, beautiful beard. Like, he's kind of like, you know, that really slim, defined African that only African guys can seem to be. Like, you know, it's that weird... It's not even like Yardis have it, it's that solid muscle tone, but like not too big and not too small, but looks really hench. Anyway, so I was chatting to him and I've spoken to him before and we've had sex before. And I'd never, I couldn't remember why, because it's been such a long time since I've seen him. This is like pre pandemic, I haven't seen him in ages. I couldn't remember what happened while we stopped talking. So we're in the club, we started chatting, we had a little kiss. And then I put my head heads to the side of his neck, was like chatting to him in his ear. And I could smell this smell. And it wasn't a body odor, like bad thing. It was just a different kind of smell. And the smell is like, the best way to describe it is like something being burnt. But on top of that, if you've ever cut your finger and sucked the blood and you get that metallic smell and that metallic taste in the back of your mouth, it's a combination of something burning and that. And I was like, oh, what is this smell? What is this smell? And then I kissed him again. And instantly I was got the tingle on my tongue that says that he's taking a drug and I've just ingested it. And I was like, trying to work it out. And I was like, ah, shit. That's why we haven't talked. Because this motherfucker takes Tina. Now, for those of you that don't know, which will be weird since you're listening to this podcast, Tina is the name given to a drug called crystal meth. Now, why it's weird that I didn't see that this guy particularly had crystal meth, because normally when you're a crystal meth user and you're black, it's very clear that you're a crystal meth user. It does something to black people's skin where it, like, grays you up. 
But we were standing in a dark space and so maybe the light was giving what the light should, should be giving for him. And yeah, so we were exchanging numbers again. He's, I took his number and then I was actually leaving the venue when I saw him and we had our little kiss and stuff. So I was walking home and as I was walking home, the tingle started getting worse. I was like, shit, I'm going to have to get some water and I'm going to have to get some carbs in me and I'm going to have to get some potassium so I don't wake up with cramps because that's what happens when I interact with jocks. So, I went to the paper shop, got a two-litre bottle of water, went to, got some bananas, had a Lucas Aid as well just to get some electrolytes in me, walked to a... Bus stop near where I know that there's loads of traffic with like Ubers and stuff, so I could get home. And instead of waiting for the bus, I was gonna get an Uber, but then the bus came straight away, so I got the bus. Not realizing that the bus was on diversion and it was gonna be the longest bus drive of my fucking life. So got to Waterloo and then got off and got some more food in me, and then got the Uber. I went home. Now, in this venue, there was five guys that I was attracted to. All of them were big. All of them were muscled. All of them had tattooed. Because I have a type, yeah? And there's no point pretending that you don't have a type anymore because we are way past that point in life, yeah? That's what I'm instantly attracted to when it comes to physicality. And when you're in a place where you got it's about being attracted to someone's physicality more than anything else, like a club, then that's what I'm going to be drawn to. However, three of those guys instantly got dismissed because I saw them coming out of the toilets wiping their noses. So that was instantly, boof, gone, yeah? Two of the guys, one of the guys which I'd spoken to before, I kind of know that he's not really into me, was just there. So he, we were chatting but I know you're not into me, so you're looking for something else. And the other guy was the guy that I kissed. For those of you that don't realise or know, Tina is probably the worst drug out of any party drugs that you can take. And it was only when I was sitting in the cab that I saw the text message from the last time that we spoken because he still had the same number which came up. So I was going back through the text messages and the last conversation that me and this guy had was him telling me that I was too judgmental because I was telling him that I didn't want to fuck someone that was on Tina all the time when we fucked. So I was like, oh, that is what happens. The last time we interacted... And I remember it clearly now. We had gone... He has... He's one of these people that runs houses because he's a estate agent or something, or he's a landlord. So he had a house in the blue in Bermondsey. And we went to that house and we had sex in that house. And it was the middle of the day because I'd left work. And I'd gone... In, after we finished having sex, I'd gone into the bathroom... And there was his lighter, right? So, 
there are lighters and there are lighters. And guys that take teenagers have this big fuck off lighter to gas the bulb, yeah? It's a heavy duty thing with a massive flame on it because they want to put the drug in and burn down the drug to get the, the gas out of it. Gas out of it, get the, the vapor out of the drug and inhale the vapor. Just like if you have a bong when you're using weed, you light up the bottom of it with a heavy duty lighter, same difference. So I was like, how? How in this 2023 are these options of black men available to me out in these streets that are of my age? that are attracted to me, that I am attracted to them in these streets, that are open, that are not DL, that are out on the scene. Why is it that I am the only sober one? Why is it that I am not taking party drugs like everybody else? Why is it that I cannot find one that is sober? Like, I know it's hard for black people and experiencing black queer men especially Jesus Christ, maybe you're the problem, but Jesus Christ, what are you doing to these men? Is it so weird that I can be sexually liberated and out in these streets and pull off an outfit and dance in a club without being off my face on a party drug? Is it so weird? Like, I barely touch alcohol anymore. When I do, it's one or two drinks. And it's normally when I'm on holiday. It's just... Do I now have to become a hermit? Do I now have to become someone that only sits in their house and doesn't go out on the streets anymore? And doesn't interact with people and only hooks up with people on Grindr? Because even if I hook up with someone on Grindr, there's no guarantee that they're going to turn up to my door sober. Like, even in the middle of the day. Especially when I have a profile that says no drugs, no high and horny, and people are still messaging me saying that they're high and horny and that they want to have a threesome with some, because they're the top and they've got some black bottom that they want me to screw in front of them. It's very, very weird. It's very, very strange. And this week, above all weeks, it was just disheartening because... I have to take the message that was sent to me that whatever, I know, I know this is going to sound controversial, but I have kind of closed down the, this year, particularly the idea of dating outside my race for the last couple of years. And I know that all my friends have always told me that because I'm into kink, because I'm into because I'm into fetish, because I'm on the fetish scene, because I want to go to fetish clubs, it's going to be hard for me to find a black guy that is into those things. And every time I do find one, I have to deal with the caveat with the fact that they take drugs in order to party. So there's a choice to be made. Either I don't date 
guy, black guys on the scene anymore. Or I date outside my race. And it's really weird because the question has been coming up over and over again. I've gone to Berlin a couple of times. I met some really cute guys out there. Most of them have been white. Most of them have been non-English. Most of them, like, even when I make a black guy out there, they're not English, they're American, and they have a different sensibility. And yes, some of them will get high. Yes, they take party drugs. But also, they don't take it to the limit that the English guys do. And... That's got to be about the way that England and the scene in England works specifically on guys that were came out at a certain period or got onto the scene at a certain period of time. I don't know what it is. I don't have any answers. I just answered the question question because I'm so frustrated at the moment because. <sighs> People, you all know the feeling. There's sometimes when you kiss someone and you get a little bit lost in their touch. And this guy has always had that for me. Every time I see him, I'm just like, ugh. Every time I've interacted with him, it's been nice and easy and wonderful. Yet, for my medical health, for my physical health, for my mental health, I can't be around someone that's always taking part of drugs, specifically when they were bottom and they have to take drugs to get fucked. What? Yeah, that doesn't work in any way, shape or form. It's come up before with a Russian guy I tried to date. It's come up before with this guy. It's come up before with a couple of guys, especially when they're masculine or masculine presenting and they're actually bottoms and they don't know how to deal with the fact that they like to get fucked. So here we are. This is why I'm single. I'm single this week because I am sober. Anyway, now time for recommendations. So my recommendation for this week, and it is a kind of guilty pleasure, shameful recommendation, is for a show on Netflix called Glamorous. Now, I complained a couple of weeks ago that we don't show um, gays and women adults. We tend to focus on younger gays coming out. So this is a show about a gay... Adult, shall we say, well, he is an adult because he's past the age of 18, but he's still one in the kind of early post-university phase when you haven't got your life together and you don't know really what you want to do with life, blah, 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 blah. So Glamorous follows a character that is a beauty blogger and influencer or wannabe beauty blogger and influencer that one day when he's working at his counter because he has a day job, encounters the person that runs the makeup company and she hires him as the second assistant. Now, this show is a rip-off of Ugly Betting. It's also a rip-off of The Devil's Wear Prada. And if you watch the first episode and the first two episodes, you're going to think, this show is trash. Because it is. It absolutely is trash. It is trash. It is trash. It is so bad. However, from episode three and episode four, 
we start moving past the show just being about the company that this guy works for and then into working of the company we start to get more into the personal relationship of the people in the company and also the show gets gayer now gayer in a way where it's about gay relationships and gay relationships out of work we get introduced to the clubs that these people go to outside of work we get introduced to this guy's the main character's possible boyfriend after a setup he gets fired he gets rehired i'm not gonna spoil it for you but you need to watch this series till you get to the point where they go to p-town which is like the bear p-valley p-town is the bear like circuit party town in america if you've ever seen a series of films called bear city it's based in that town so in that episode he goes there and he encounters friends of his boyfriend's one of the best episodes on TV because it's so chaotic and it's so messy and it's so bad. And also, I love an episode which can change your view of certain characters and their motivations. So, yeah, this is one messy twink. Yeah, and he's very, very problematic. And it's nice to have a gay protagonist that actually is the problem. He's very, very, very much the carry of the show and if you watch Sex and the City you know that the other people around him are always the better at people in the show carry is always a problem so yeah watch it you're gonna hate it for the first three episodes it's only 10 episodes keep watching okay so that's it for today's episode i know it's a really short one but I, want to, I need to get back into the habit of recording it weekly. So this is how we're going to do it. And also, you, you can kind of guess, I just had something on my brain and I needed to get off it. So, thank you for listening. Um, please remember to like, subscribe, give me all the stars that you can, tell your friends, pass it on to one other person. Um... And yeah, I'll see you, you'll hear me same time next week.